0: Welcome back, Hawk fans. Welcome to the new episode, another year, uh, but a new episode of Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Colin Cole, and we are into the 2022 season. We're already one game down, and we're getting ready to start uh, in the game two prep and talk about that, uh, those, uh, those, those cyclones of Iowa State. We got to get prepared for them uh, this upcoming week. But before we even jump into that, I got to introduce my co-host. I'm dropping the guest host. I'm just going to go ahead and call the co-host. Gotta introduce my co-host, Mr. David Porter, who, you know, last season we went through this whole thing of talking about you know what my boy has done with his career, which was tremendous. Uh two-time all big ten. Um, 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 um I'm drawing a blank, David. Why don't you let me out here?
1: Real estate broker, one of the top luxury real estate brokers in the city of Chicago.
0: Okay, okay, not to toot his own horn. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, did all right, with that. Yeah. Uh, You know, now I'm hosting a show with you, man. That's Having right. fun. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: That's right. That's right. We're back on Hawk Talk. We're here to talk about the Hawks, of course. And uh, we, we would be remiss if we didn't um, at least take a, a look back at what the Hawks did last week against um, a very tough opponent in the South Dakota State, Jackrabbits. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get into it, David. Um, <laughs> uh, what are you laughing about, man? It's what a you tough said? Tough opponent. What? Tough
1: for me. Okay.
0: Come on, man. Listen, listen, listen. At the FBS level, those guys are dominant championship team. And they came into kidding Stadium and gave this Hawkeye team everything they can handle. Uh, to the tune of only allowing Spencer Peters to 109 yards, only allowing that running game to a total of 72 yards. Oh no, I'm sorry, 57 when you add in the uh the lost yardage and receiving, we ended up uh our leading receiver with 68 yards. A total output offensively, David, of uh, I want to say 166 total yards. Um but what's <laughs> Let's be honest. First game of the season, um, a lot of early season jitters. Uh, it's not easy uh, being able to turn it on week one, game one. But um, as a team, as a D, as an offense, a uh, saw a little bit of a sputter. But let's 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 get into this group of kids, young men. I mean, we had to replace uh, a number of players, particularly along the offensive line. We know that Tyler Goodson, Tyler Lindenbaum lost both of those guys to the NFL. Um, how have they done replacing those guys, and what did you see in that first game so far on the offensive
1: side? Yeah, our, uh, our offensive line kind of continued along the, the same path. A little bit of regression there, losing uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, uh, bringing in Logan Jones as the center. Um, you know, he's still struggling to find his footing there. Um, And, you know, this week it's going to be especially tough since he's going to be facing a nose tackle. It's going to be right over top of him. So he's going to to snap and shoot those hands and get inside and move that guy, hopefully with the help of his guards, which they struggled a little bit uh, this past game as well. We uh, we still, the right tackle, uh, Mr. Uh, Plum there. Uh, Looks (laughs) like we are um, still opening up the gate here a little bit. We still had uh, Jason uh, Manson or Mason over left tackle. Uh, he he did kind of the same thing. that got around there. Petrus, Petrus is under pressure the entire time. It was um uh, it was quite something to behold. Uh, the the snaps. Luckily, we didn't have any Aaron or uh, yeah any errand uh, snaps. That was great. The balls take off the ground. That was phenomenal. But Spencer, as a fifth year senior, third year starting. I expect a little bit more, uh, especially out of offense. I know our receivers are down, uh, but we didn't really even get our tight end uh, in the game itself either. No running game really got kind of sputtered there. Our run fits weren't quite where they needed to be. But again, it's the first game of the season. Uh, hopefully, this is not indicative of where we're headed for the rest of the season. But uh, you know, time will tell. We got our Iowa State coming up.
0: Uh Yeah, let's let's go back. Let's dig into that a little bit. So this past offseason, Kirk Ferentz had an open competition between Spencer Petrus and Alex Padilla. Alex Padilla said, was quoted as saying it's it was a long evaluation and we evaluated everything. We tell our guys starting in January, Ferentz said. Just the time on the field. It, I think Spencer has outperformed Alex a little bit at this point. He's further ahead. And gives us a better chance to be successful. That's not to diminish what Alex has done. Both have improved. Now the thing is can we put the whole thing together and be a little bit more productive offensively? So that says that Kirk and staff decided to hold an open competition. We know that uh, last season Alex Padilla came off the bench a couple times and had an opportunity to play. And so that specifically says to me that they've they they decided on who was the best of the better of the two. Uh both of them had the opportunity to compete. And uh, you know, is the, the, the according to what he's saying, the best man won the job. Now we do have to look at a little bit um in terms of the wide receiver position. Like you you mentioned it a little bit. Um we first gotta rehash this. I know Hawk Nation, you know this, but obviously Tyrone Tracy transferred last year to Purdue and Charlie Jones followed behind him, the uh, Big Ten Returner of the Year followed followed suit. So we, I made mention to that because, as many of you already know, uh, we are down a few wide receivers. It's it's been a bit of a difficult and a bit of a patchwork deal trying to find a wide receiver. I know that um, we we had a number of guys step in and um, and with Nico Reganey being out and um, it was difficult, but uh, we saw Arlen Bruce uh, make some plays. Jack Johnson also got a chance to make some plays, but we um, talked about the tight end position. You talked about the receiver position, man, running backs, new. Where does this offense go from here? How does this offense continue to grow before we go over to the defensive side? What is, what are we looking for from, from this offense going into this uh, this very good Iowa State defensive team.
1: So, the Iowa State's defense has their all-time sack uh, leader that's going to be playing on the field this, this coming Saturday. All-time defensive end going against our tackles, and then we also have a nose. Uh, going nose guard going to be right over top of our newly minted center, uh, Mr. Logan James or Jones. Um, we we have some work out for us. The receiving core, I mean, ha- we had uh, Riley Moss doing uh, doing special teams for kickoff. Return. I think it was kick return. Yeah, yeah. that that's uh, that's tough when we have our all American uh, defensive back going back there, and he's already coming off of knee injury from last year. That's a big chance and a big risk that we're taking there. You know, Charlie Jones, I know he had those, uh, those dudes last year. He's now at Purdue um, where we're looking kind of, we're looking really fit at receiver, kick returner, special teams, um, center, uh, both tackles are still trying to find their, their groove, finding them. So they can actually be our bookend tackles that we desperately need to give uh, Spencer the time that he needs to throw the ball. You know, We we looked at Alex, and you know you and I talked about him last year. He's mobile, and with the quarterback uh, being stationary like Spencer, that makes it really tough on this offensive line, especially with them being as um, young as they are. And that's kind of what this offense needs right now. Since so they kind of that's exactly what this offense needs right now. Is a quarterback that's mobile. They that can get out of the pocket. They can make a play on the move. It doesn't have to sit before they before he throws the ball. That's what they need. That's what I saw last year. I don't know what they saw from January to now. You know, it was it eight months? I don't know what they saw. They said, "Hey, Spencer's our guy." But I didn't see him last year. I didn't see him the first game of the season either. And the receivers. I mean, if the ball quarterback can't get the ball out of his hand, I mean, we saw what happened. Catches are not going to be plentiful passes themselves just aren't going to be plentiful and we're running the ball moderately. Well, Mr. Gavin Williams, he has a uh, big shoes to fill there. Hopefully he holds onto the ball a little bit better this time. I know he went back in there and was holding on with, with both hands that, that kind of uh, interrupts your natural running motion. But as this often starts to get into it, you know, I'm hearing coming out of a, you know, out of a football facility. It's a process. Well, it's been about five years. 2017, Brian took over as OC. You know, uh, Spencer's been there three years as a starting quarterback, and he's a fifth-year senior. Not sure how much longer this process is going to take, but this season, we're going to see a lot. I'm looking forward to see it all unfold.
0: So, minor correction, the back that was playing last Saturday was LaShawn Williams. Uh, Gavin Williams was injured. Uh, LaShawn ended up having 24 carries for 72 yards. Um, after him though, it was uh, a bit difficult to get in, get any yardage. The next, next main rusher was Arlen Bruce who had one carry for 11 yards. So in your opinion, um, and I say in your opinion, because it's strictly your opinion, what does this offense need to do to grow and to get what it needs out of this running game?
1: Wow. Well, it's the same thing as last year. The The O-line has to come together. It just does. If we're going to get the running game going, the O-line, uh, you know, Podbomb is still there. Get the O-line together. Get them getting the run fish. Drive that defensive line off the ball. Get up to the second level. Get your receivers in there and blocking. Have your tight end come in there and have them get in there blocking as well. Yeah, we know what they're going to do. They're going to load up against the run and dare us to beat them the a pass. All the offensive, all the defensive coordinators saw that first game. South Dakota State, Jackrabbits set the litmus, set the standard for how to play defense against Iowa. And until we can prove all the other defenses wrong, we're going to get a, a heavy dose of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, we as football fans, I think everybody understands this, football is a copycat um, type of deal where people see some success with something, they try to figure out whether you fixed your problem or if you just kind of let things go. And so it's going to be a task to, because you can't protect everybody along the offensive line. You can't, uh, you can't keep everybody in to try and block so. It's going to be a task for these guys to win their one-on-one matchups when it comes to winning against a, a very tenacious uh, Iowa State Cyclone defense. So shifting over a little bit to the Hawk defense, who put up more points in our offense, unfortunately, this past game. Um, with the, um, with the, the sack, well, with the tackle for loss, that ended up being a safety by, by our guy Jack Campbell followed up by the um, the sack in the end zone by our man Joe Evans, who put uh, in or accounted for four points by the defense. Um, this defense is is picking up right where it left off in terms of uh, stoutness, in terms of uh, what we saw in them last year, particularly in the linebacker core. Um, my man, Seth Benson, man, that guy, is uh, he's going to put somebody out for the year. I hope he does not. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. However, the way this guy plays with reckless abandon and hits people, man, he uh, he hurts people. He only had a total of four tackles, but one of those tackles put their tight end out for that game. He That, that Jack Rabbit tight end was uh, was one of uh, Mel Kuyper's top five tight ends in the game. And uh, Jack, I mean, um, Seth, Seth Benson put that helmet to that thigh, and I didn't see that guy coming back again. So the Hawkeye defense um, came up big. Accounting for four ta- four uh, points, um, tremendous tremendous effort overall. What did you see out of that uh, that side of the ball? What has you excited about this group moving
1: forward? The Hawkeye defense is definitely the bright spot. I for the, for the game, one of the bright spots. The brightest one was uh, the Aussie Bomber. You know, love that dude. But uh, yeah, it. Having that defense score has been saving us big time. They, that, the, the linebackers, the defensive line, they're pressing. Uh, they're finally starting to do some moves out there, which is great. You know, uh, It feels like, from what I can see, it looks like they're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable doing what they're doing. Um, <laughs> wouldn't think that would be the case even after after last year, but I think they may be just as good as they were last year uh, with that front seven. You know. The defensive backs, I'm not sure how well they were tested uh, this past game, but um, we'll see with those guys. But that front seven, that's formidable. They really are. Yeah, God, they're flying around and they hit hard. I like that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's going to be a great Mm -hmm. thing to watch this group continue to grow. Um, They return a a number of starters, I would say about eight starters off last year's group. And uh, just a tremendous group to, uh, to take the field. And like you mentioned, I, I was going to get to that next, but uh, special teams is an area that, uh, that was very – we wanted to see how things grew um, from year to year. Obviously, we lost Charlie Jones, all-conference returner, but um, that, special teams remained uh, one of the strengths of this team. Uh, you mentioned the Aussie Bomber, who had uh, some a few tremendous punts. I think it was about four of them inside their, their 20, four or five of them inside their 20, um, two or three of them inside their 10. So he's he's picked up right where he's left off. And this group is uh, has definitely the sky's the limit with, um, with Coach LeVar Woods running that group. I will say the glaring difference is in the return game. I will say the loss of Charlie Jones is a major, uh, has, has so far proven to be a major uh, loss. And uh the the way he attacked the returns when he was in there last year, the way he got downhill, was able to read the blocks and just get get towards the end zone. That that's as a return, that's what you gotta do. Um I know Arlen Bruce had a couple opportunities that didn't uh, didn't quite uh didn't didn't quite get the opportunities that he was looking for. And um, like you mentioned, Riley Moss also got a chance to get back there as well. It's not an easy job. You and I both know that, you know, you got to have nerves of steel and be willing to um, get blown up if need be, you know, trying to, trying to get that yardage. So it's going to be a difficult task for anybody to, uh, to to step into that role. But um, you know, this is, there's nobody that's going to be riding in on when any white Horses trying to save this team. So, you're going to have to find a way, find somebody to step in and, and uh, to fill that role. And um, it's going to be, you know, it's one of those competition things where you hope they find somebody because all guys special teams is probably one of the cornerstones of this team, if not the cornerstone of this team. So, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm with you. It's a cornerstone. This team, I'm going to go ahead and say it. They're not good enough to just win it with two, two pieces of the puzzle. We need all three phases to really win, right? It has to be a complete team effort. And right now, we're a tricycle with two wheels really working, right? Uh, I mean, heck, special teams—we we did miss a field goal attempt, wide left, and that helped. That hurt, you know. Shootout—I'm not sure he would have missed that, but don't know. We just know what happened. What it, what happened was. We missed that kick. What happened was, Carlin Bruce wasn't quite doing what we needed him to do back there, returning the ball so that the Ryan Moss back there, right? We're, we're missing some people. We're missing some people in the key places. And this is football, right? It's not necessarily always X's and O's, although that is a big deal. You do need Jims and Joes out there, right? Losing people hurts. It really does hurt. And it shows up on the field and we're we're very fortunate to have such a i'm going to say dynamic defense out there that can actually score points for us because special teams is um you know they're not quite as special as they were last year they're still great but relying on our punting to win games for us uh i just don't know how many times how many more times uh, we can depend on Mr. Taylor, our Aussie bomber to pin these teams in the 10, in the five, in the 20, you know, that many times. I mean, statistically, it's just improbable that he's going to continue to perform like that with the rotation of the ball. It's just so many things that are going into play. So we really need to step it up kind of across the board uh, on offense and the defense. If they can turn it up another notch to help take and don't put any more on their shoulder, to take some pressure off the, the offense, uh, that'd be great. It's tough, man.
0: That's, that's tough. Like, it's it's on their shoulders right now to create points for that defense. It's on their shoulders. Uh, and um, it's tough. I, I feel for them. Hopefully this offense can pull it together. You know, you need all phases, like, like you said. Um, so moving on. <clears throat> shift over to the, uh, the 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 cyclones. I was gonna say something. I don't need to say all that. The cyclones are head by Hunter Deckers, uh sophomore quarterback out of Howarden, Iowa. Uh Hunter went, yeah, Hunter went uh 25 for 31 for 293 yards last last, last week. Um four touchdowns and one interception. I had a long of 39 yards. So Gone are the days of Brock Purdy, and in steps this young man, Hunter Deckers, who, who lights up their FBS opponent last week, Um, but more importantly, got the ball around. Uh, his leading receiver, Xavier Hutchinson, had 128 uh, yards on, I want to say, eight total catches, and he had three touchdowns, so mm-hmm. Xavier Hutchinson... Has proven to be a go-to player. They also have the likes of Jalen Noel, who had six receptions last week, as well as Darren Wilson, who had a who added a reception. Uh, Sean Sean Shaw Jr. Uh, also had, had added t- to the totals. So their receiving core, um, they get the ball around. This, but this young man, Xavier Hutchinson, is uh, is going to be a, a bit of a problem for our secondary. They implore a number of running backs. Um, Jarell Brock is the leading rusher with uh, 16 carries last week for 104 total yards and one touchdown. Uh, they also get Eli Sanders out there and gives him a couple carries. And uh, Cartavius Norton also saw some action. But uh, that running back core pulled together 176 total yards last week as well. So uh, this offense is a potent offense. Um, they put up a total of uh, over 400 total yards, uh, and um, they are they 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 have the weapons that they need to uh, to pull off the win. Now we know that Iowa State's been on a bit of a, a bit of a uh, slide against the Hawks, but uh, this team is primed and poised, man. They they have the tools. What do they What do we need to do from our defensive standpoint uh, against this this uh, cyclone offense?
1: Uh, to go to
0: 2-0? and
1: all. Well, if we make them one-dimensional, which is what our defense is really good at doing, making it so that we take away the run and they have to depend on the pass. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm very hopeful that our secondary will come through like they have in the past. right? Uh, if they get that running game going, as you see, they had 176 yards rushing uh, last week, which is 10 more what was a Roughly 10 more yards than our total offense for Iowa. Uh, They can move the ball. I mean, the one receiver had three touchdowns. They had a rushing touchdown. I mean, it's, it's, they seem to be a well-balanced team. They're actually, according to the odds makers, they're favored to beat us this game. After being, after uh, Iowa beating them for six years, the seventh year, uh, seven seems to be the lucky number, Iowa State is now favored to beat the Hawks. It's 59 to 41%. That's, a, that's interesting. Yeah. If we can get our defense to show up again, like they have done all of last year, last game, and then this game, and score some points for us, and get our offensive line to really warn off that defensive line, that defensive line front, those guys are formidable. I mean, you have an all-time sack leader. I forget the kid's name over Will for... Uh, sorry?
0: Will McDonald.
1: Will McDonald. Yeah, he's an all-time sack leader for Iowa State. And, I, and I'm sure he's watched film. You know how we watch film. Mm-hmm. He's watching film and breaking down these tackles and figuring out, okay, when they're in this formation, this is what they're going to do, and this is what I'm going to do to this guy. He's going to give his counts. One, two, three. Cut it. We get that buttoned up, you know, as we're making progress throughout the year, get that progress made for this game, we got a chance to win it and our special team to show up because that's um, what we're going to need. We're really going to need a whole team victory. Uh, it's just an effort to get the victory.
0: Uh, yes, yes, yes. And yes, all conference, all uh, a preseason, all American, uh, Will McDonald, it will be. Um, uh, hmm, licking his chops at our offensive tackles, uh, at least from what I've seen. So what do we do to uh, slow him down as well as the rest of his defense so that we can have some time to create some offense for our offense?
1: You know, it goes as the, uh, the chip by the running back or you got the tight end that stays in a little bit to hold him in. You do the slide protection over to him. You, you, you track him. You want to make sure you know exactly where he is. That does a lot of things to the offense. You know, it takes another guy out of the route. Um, you know, if the defense starts to pick up on that, they can use him as a decoy. There's a lot of different things that that does. To limit the offense that we have, which is, for it's limited already. Maybe I would just, we just didn't want to show everything the first game, but um, yeah, doing that and having the chip and trying to protect the tackle so that Spencer can set up and do his drop back and pass the ball, um, you know, that, that's really going to slow down the ability for either the tight end or the running back to get out to their routes. That's just gonna throw things off. If uh if the receivers can get open and Spencer gets back there and he has a clean pocket, yeah, uh we'll see what happens. But they may have to sacrifice that timing of everything to be able to get Spencer back there so he can actually set up and throw the ball.
0: Well, <laughs> that's important. But the big another big point is with yes. all these receivers that are down. Um, from week one to week two, I want to see how much Spencer has grown with these young receivers and see who steps into the, the role of being the main guy. We know Aaron Bruce, what he brings to the table, uh, who's going to be the next guy in, who's going to um, help, help alleviate that pressure. We, we know what we have in a tight end for uh, Laporta. We know what he brings to the table. But uh, we need more. We need more uh, for Spencer to be able to spread the ball around. Obviously, running game leads to leads to open windows for the passing game. Uh, So everything is complimentary. So it's going to be a task for these guys to uh, pull it all together in week two against these Iowa State Cyclones who are hungry after losing six straight against these against our very own Hawkeyes. So. Uh, last but not least, David, what are your, what are your, what's your overall prediction for
1: this game? Well, my prediction for this game, is going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I don't know. I, I got to give it to the Hawks, so you know, go Hawks, but, uh, I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I don't see the high scoring affair on either side. Um, the defenses are too good. Um, And I know the the Iowa Iowa defense is very very stingy, very very ball hungry. Which thank God for that. So Iowa, I I see them come pulling this thing out. I'm hoping we're looking at like a 10-7 game. It it might be a 17-10, but the Hawks for the win.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't pick against the Hawks. Let's go ahead and just say that right now uh week two first uh first show of the season not gonna pick against the hawks. I don't care how daunting the task is, but um I am definitely concerned, very much so concerned um with no Nico regani who will miss some more time uh, with his injury um Jackson Ritter is also out for the season. Deontay Vines also out to a mid season. We have to be able to find those guys who we can throw the ball to on a consistent basis. So until we do so, hopefully we can lean on the running game a little bit more and uh, play action. But, um, I am concerned with what I saw last week against the Jackrabbits, if we're going to be able to find that, find that balance. But, um, we'll see we'll see that's what the, that's how we play the games um but that defense and the special teams those two corners have to remain as strong as they are and set the tempo for this game and we'll see how things shake out so with that man i think that's uh, that's gonna be a wrap for our first show of the season uh pre-game before the iowa state game and uh look forward to you guys catching us for the post-game show early next week but uh from with that I am your host, Colin Cole. With me, coach, co-host, uh, Mr. David Porter. And we want to thank you guys for joining us and, and taking part in the show. Uh, we got more coming for you. Thank you, and take care, and go Hawks. Go Hawks.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.